Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. All right, I was telling you about Tom Street Place, 34th and Slide. This is Scarborough Family. It's over there by Coronado. And I'm telling you, can you imagine a 70-year business? And they have just done it throughout. They're landscape architects. They got all the knowledge and know-how to help you with your yard, whatever it may be. They're the people. Plus, when you walk in the door, you know, a lot of people go to these big box places these to shop, and they have garden stuff there. <laughs> But you can't ever get anybody to wait on it. There's nobody. You walk into Tom Street Place, they're right there. What can I help you with? I love that about them. It's locally owned and operated. And out of the patio, 123rd and Slide Road, that is Katrina Conley, and she has the best in outdoor patio furniture and other things, accessories, pillows. And one of these days, it's going to cool off to where you can go out on your yeah. patio and yeah. enjoy your out on and the you patio coach, furniture. And you Coach, worried about the heat. He ain't worried about it. He just sit out there in the heat. Yeah. He likes it. He likes the heat. Do you like it? I do. I do, too. I, I like it warm. I'll take the heat over the cold, cold. Oh, can't stand it. I'll take the heat, but 110's it's a, lot. a little extreme. Nice. Talking about Hefley and cutting hair. Yeah. Atkins Junior High, if they could reach over your ear and grab any hair at all, coach would be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. No. This is turned up in the back. No, but if they just trouble. reach over and pull hair. Did you have rules like that? Did you have haircut rules? Just yeah, off the collar. You know, off the collar. Yeah. Okay. That's just so you could flip it up and you'd be yeah, okay. I mean, that's changed. You know, you're, it's really you're changed. And no facial to, hair. No Did, facial hair back in those days. You didn't. Yeah. Athletes didn't have them. Coaches didn't have them. So. Yeah. It's it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Quite immensely. <laughs> really? Yeah. You but know, you know it, it's still aimed at taking care of kids, and then it, if you're not careful, you get tied up with a. You know, hair and this and that, and not what a kid's heart needs to change and go to. And I'm not saying don't have rules. I'm just saying some of that is adapted well to the society of where we are. But the coaches are still out trying to raise kids and teach kids how to do. Thank goodness right. for coaches. Amen. Thank You're goodness. Right. We used to have coaches outreach, and he's such a man of routine. I I, I led their group. Well, most everybody meets in the morning before school, so you can get you know going with your day. We had to meet at lunch or after lunch because he had he had breakfast every morning with Rick, his son, and that was fun. We, oh, we wow! But we had some coaches that that worked out good for their schedule, so I'm they glad did. we did it then. And back then, Coach Lowry, Cal Lowry, he was with us. He was the sweetest man that you'd ever want to meet in your mm-hmm. life. Good, good Christian man, and uh, he got sick toward the end, and we'd have to we'd I put my phone and. It called him, and he'd join in on our deal with yes. with Coach Henderson. And Coach always had his book done. Now, Bobby Kiefner, who is his longtime friend and has coached with him all these years, never had his book completed, didn't answer one question. What was it? What was it? Did you talk to him about that, Coach? No. That's <laughs> like everybody's strong different. <laughs> I know. It. He's awesome, Bobby Kiefner. How many years did you coach together? 37. Oh, wow. Almost 40. He's yeah. like her brother. He is like he's an awesome he's man, awesome man, and he coached with you. You left Coronado. This is funny because we're having this coach's outreach, and, and coach is going. He's leaving Coronado, and Waylon has offered him the job, and he don't know what to do because he didn't know about recruiting. That's the thing. He's you know, <laughs> yeah. he never recruited, and that was a concern, wasn't it? Amen. That was. 
it, it turned out to be fun. It's one of the most fun things you do. You get to meet a lot of uh, great parents and a lot of great, uh, you know, players. Uh, you don't get them all, but you get to visit with them and uh, get to know them. And, you know, it's all about relationships. And so uh, I really enjoyed the recruiting. You know, that was the thing that was concerning me going in. Uh, but it was really probably the most fun part of the whole job. Was yeah. Were you the yeah. first coach at Wayland? What, since 1924, yeah. something like that. When World War II. <laughs> World War II. <laughs> what I always thought was neat about Wayland is I, I, on the news they'd show this kid's going to Wayland, this kid's going all the area kids yeah. that had a place to go the next level and play, and you did a good job of recruiting the area, West Texas. Which, There's a lot of great football players out in this area. You just uh, get them gathered up together, they do a great job. Did y'all, did y'all move to Plainview? Yes, we okay. still live in Plainview. Mm-hmm. Oh, you still live in Plainview? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. They drove down yeah. from Plainview oh, to be great. on the show today. Just to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Just to be with you two. <laughs> just to be, right. Yeah, I'm sure that was – well, and I think what, Gary's point is so good that the uh, – I think of how many kids got to keep playing football that would yeah. not have gotten to – and they were good players. These are good players, but you gave them an opportunity to keep playing when Wayland opened back up and you were the head coach. Well, you know, the, the coaches in this area are trying to help kids get a chance to go get an education, number one. Wayland uh, did a great job of giving them an education, but uh, being able to get them from this area and get started in this area uh, was fun because you're, you're out there. You're with West Texas people, and that's not to say we didn't recruit all across you know the country and across the state, but uh, – Going into West Texas people's home and getting to visit with them was really a great time. Yeah, you did you did a great job getting it off and running again, and it's uh, that's not easy to do when you're starting from scratch. <laughs> yeah. David, I'm gonna back up just a minute. We um, and talk about her. Uh, I don't get a chance to say this all the time, but you know she has been a phenomenal coach's wife. Uh, now when we got to college, uh, you're where your travel was phenomenal. So I, I'm talking about through my high school coaching time, from the time I was coaching as a ninth-grade coach until I finished coaching at Cornell, she only missed four ball games. Oh, wow. And that was – Oh, my goodness. That had to do with, one, she had just had a child. Uh, I about to say, childbirth was probably in <laughs> there. Childbirth was <laughs> Butch wishes he could have been there. They, <laughs> he was busy. They, he wanted the uh, – her principal, when we first started, she missed. I'm talking about freshman ball games. We were, I was coaching in Periton, and her principal wouldn't let her off to go up to Periton <laughs> to watch his coach. So uh, I was really blessed. God took really good care of me. And then, of course, she was at home with the kids more than I was, and she did a phenomenal job with our four kids. So I just wanted to brag on what she's done. Home with Karen. Does he whistle at home? Oh, yes. Does he? <laughs> he whistles at home, and he's it's fine. He's whistled as long as I know him. But it's when he whistles a tune that's not a song, then I kind of like. So you don't have a routine you whistle a, before the well, game? It's this oh, you, whistle? Well, he yeah, does on that, game day. Give me a free game whistle. All right, I don't know if you do this. Part of it's just where your emotions are. Right. What she doesn't like is when you go in there and just go, Whistle, 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 whistle. This is my tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is no. like, well, that's, that's, that's like a Hell Week thing. Yeah, makes you Chinese crazy. torture type <laughs> deal. Oh. It's right. It's say, I want a song. And I think, oh, I didn't know I said that. <laughs> do, do you know some songs? No, I just <laughs> think you did. <laughs> just that's whatever funny. I'm, you know, there's a, I, I can't do it. That's what I'm thinking about it, but it's just. 
It is natural. Yeah. Just comes All right, in. while we're on Karen, breakfast every morning with Rick. Where, where are the kids? The kids. And which one's your Jody. favorite? Jody. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah, let me tell you, kids. one of them would tell you, Jana, he knows Jana well. Jana yeah. would come in and tell you, I'm the favorite. Yes, she would. She would. She was okay, the little You can one. tell them where but, they are, and I'll be quiet. Do you want to know where they yeah, are? what or? they're doing. Okay. Well, Rex is here now. He was in Artesia. He coached. Yep. He's a coach. He is teaching history here. So he and his wife. Teaching where? At Lubbock Cooper. All right. High school. And he Good. teaches the college prep classes. Melissa's the library aide. They have Hamill, who's in the second, third grade. And then Jody is in Euless, Grapevine. She um, she coached for a while in Kenya, actually, when she did in some Kenya. mission work there for two years. Cross country? And she did cross country track. She did a little in basketball. She did a yeah. little of everything coaching there. And then um, Jana, she, uh, what is that? She does that fitness thing. What's that called? CrossFit. 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 She teaches CrossFit. She yeah. is fit. Here? Jana's fit. She lives in Brownwood now. She was in the Metroplex, but she's, they've moved to Brownwood. They have 106 acres they're working on the outside lake? of Brownwood. There's yes. not a lake, but there's a pond there. But she has two little ones, and she homeschools. Um, they're eight and six, and then um, and Jody's are 12 and six. And then Ricky is in San Antonio. And he's the youth minister at uh, San Antonio First Baptist Church. Big church. How about that? Big youth group. I didn't and know that. And his wife is amazing. She helps him. And they have a little boy named Brock who is pistol. He's so cute. He's very athletic already. He's two. And she has one on the way. <laughs> he's very athletic at two. Sometimes you're afraid to ask ask where the kids yeah. are. Well, he'll be getting no, out these of kids, prison be... in two years. <laughs> yeah. And this one is over here. And, but you, y'all raised some good ones. These kids she are did awesome. A great job. Yeah. Well, it was teamwork, but they have their quiet times in the morning. They are they're great Christian kids. They are. Yeah, y'all are very blessed. We are blessed. Yeah. And they were blessed to have y'all as parents. I can tell you, that's. It was fun. It I, was, I miss that. <laughs> I know it. We ought to have some more kids. Yeah, uh-huh. right. I, I think we're Abraham nice. and Sarah. <laughs> yes. We have to do the grandkids. Right now, now. We're we're one on the way. Work yes. with them, and then when we get tired, they can go home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, I can just you can you, stay. You can let them stay forever, right? Yeah, she would. Are y'all going to move back to Lubbock? Are you going to stay in Plainview, or no plans? Uh, waiting on kind of like with coaching, waiting to see what God's going to do, but. David, we've been here. Our house there is an older farmhouse on the edge of town. Uh, it's really got five lots, so I've got like my farm, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. right there. And she's close enough to be in and out. Of, we can be in Lubbock if we want to be in Lubbock, and uh, right there in plain view of the people that are there. So yeah. I work in town in Lubbock. She still so. teaches at oh. Rise Academy. I'm the one that yeah. drives back and forth. Where is it? What part of town is? Rise Academy. Right, right down from Estacado. Yeah, right by Estacado. Uh, okay. It's on the right side of town for Plainview. So on Martin Luther King. Yeah, it's on yeah. that side. Of, we're on the south. They're on the north. So That's not, how, what is it, 35 minutes, 40? About 35, 40. Yeah. You're right. That's All right, exactly what do you do on that 35 or 40 minutes? Do you listen to sports talk? Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. It's on Saturday. I listen to my praise music because it helps me get started for the day. It's on the Air One, you know those. Jokes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's good. Yeah. Yep. My prayer time, whatever. That's good. It's, it's a good time to just reflect. How many grandkids y'all have total? Six and one on the way. Six and one on the way. Yes. That is so great. It really is. 
we've just finished a week having most of them at our house. <laughs> all but all but the little one. And the oldest one is how old? He's twelve. Okay, so he's and a lot. Y'all got a yeah. lot going. It's going to get busy. Now you talk, Coach. You just said <laughs> you don't know what God's had for you. I talked to Coach the other day, and he was talking about. I said, "Are you going to coach anymore?" And you don't know. I don't you know, might. David. You hate you know when you uh, when God's working in your life, you hate to say, "I'm going to do this or going to do that," because as fast as you say that, then He has another plan for you to do. And uh, I've enjoyed coaching. She keeps saying, "I don't know what you're going to happen to you this fall." Really? We're not coaching well. That will be a new experience, but. Uh, I just want the door to be open. He's given us a lot of things to do with church calling and things we're doing in the church uh, right now. And but I'm not going to say coaching's not still there. You know, yeah. I don't. How old are you, Coach? Seventy-one. Mm-hmm. He's gotten three opportunities, but he's prayed over it, and that just went right for well, you. You know, I just, I, I, I hate, I just love the guys like you, and there's very few uh, guys like you. That has this kind of positive influence on young people. It, it you, it's just I know, I know you feel this. That it's important that you be. Now we've got some great coaches around. Don't get me wrong. That have great positive influence on young people. And coaches are so important. I'm not. You know. Thank goodness for coaches because if we didn't have them, I think about all these kids that don't have any father figure at home. They're struggling, and coaches are really critical. And good coaches that, always have been, but probably. Even yeah. more so Today. in the environment we're in now. Exactly. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I think having coaches in your system, whichever, you know, we're tied with Coronado and DJ and those, but whatever system you're in, having coaches that reach the life of those young men uh, will make the difference in our future. Because yeah. there's lots of things that those coaches are building mm-hmm. in them that's not how to run a trap and how to hit the baseball and all that kind of stuff. It's about things that they're going to need to face through life. And we don't have to categorize or rate them here, but I think coaches may be more important than, than your preacher because the coaches are <laughs> around them five there. days a week, preacher mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Yeah. And, it's uh, so similar, coaches yeah. and preachers. Can be sort of I a little overlap with you. Preachers' there. wives, coaches' wives. Uh, you know, you look in the lives of those kids, and, uh, and I agree with what you're saying, but as you look at a coach, a kid's going to learn more by what he sees than what he hears. And what he sees those coaches walking and doing every day, uh, the life they're living, shows them what they're supposed to do as a man, how they're supposed to invent, how hard they're supposed to work. You know, all those pieces are there Mm -hmm. in what coaches do today. More is caught than taught. More is caught is taught. There you go. There you go. See, there you didn't know. Any, aren't you still thankful? Oh, I'm thankful. She, she has to come. <laughs> Say that again. More oh, no. is caught, caught than taught. Mm-hmm. You just catch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, Coach, I talked about your routine before the game, so I want you to tell everybody what your routine was because you could go to the game and you could watch every – of course, I did all their games. He coached right. DJ Mann, by the way, who's now the head yeah. football coach at Cornell. Yeah. 2004, yeah. I think. Right. Was his and he was a great player, wasn't he? He really was. He's a tremendous defensive player. But you just look at the charisma he has now as a coach. Yeah. You think about as a coach having that charisma on your football team that that he's wound and going all the time. You think he's wound and going there? You think about what he was right before game time with all those <laughs> other players around. Uh, especially our defensive side of football was ready to play. Yeah. They just they were emotionally up because he wasn't gonna. He's just slapping them on the head or they're doing something to get ready to play. Here's another guy he coached, Gary, that you have experience with, and that's Ryan Price. 
Ryan Price is one of the best football players that ever played at Coronado. I think he had more tackles in one game than anybody ever in history. Well, he had a sweet, sweet mom, but his dad, I played ball with his dad. It's nuts. Sort of complete opposite. You'd never pick Ryan. I love Troy dearly, but he was not the same as Ryan. Ryan was something else, wasn't he? He's he's really intent. Uh, He's one, you know, opposite of what DJ DJ was, you know, be saying things going, Ryan was – well, we're going to get ready to play, and everybody around him got ready to play. The night I, you probably remember, I remember we're playing Permian out here in the playoffs. He has 28 tackles. That's unbelievable. In a playoff ball game. Unbelievable. Just, against Permian. Against Permian. Just that's one side of the field and the other. Amazing. He just, just a tremendous football player. Real quickly, like five seconds, telling your routine coming down the field. Well, you're going to come onto the field. You're going to come out there. I'm going to go around. I'm going to walk around the football field before. Whistling. whistling. You don't know what you're whistling. Uh, you go back up and talk to the kids. Uh, and then when you come back, I'll stretch with them. Get ready to yeah. play. We're, ready. We're so proud of you being in the Hall of Honor, Coach. Can't wait for next Saturday. Thank you very much, David. Butch Appreciate Henderson. It. Karen Henderson. Thank you, Coach. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Medicare Solutions of West Texas. That's Lori Kasler and Tanya Blackburn. If you don't know what's going on with Medicare, join the group. we got a government guy here. He'll tell us why they make because everything's so hard and hard, <laughs> hard to understand. And But they can help you with your Medicare. And it is it is confusing. Very <laughs> Very confused. I think they make it that way on purpose. But uh, anyway, that, if you'll call them, they can help you. And here's the thing about it. You can sit across from them. If you call those 1-800 numbers, you probably get somebody who's not even an American trying to help you. You get some guy in India. Yeah, trying to help you figure out your Medicare. Yeah. This, you can sit down across from Laurie and Tanya. And they can explain it to you and all that kind of stuff. So Medicare Solutions of West Texas. All right, Gary, we're honored. That was fun having Butch and Karen on. Well, they were great. They really were. I brought this today because they're having issues at Northwestern right now. Yeah, they, the coach, uh, you know, got got a little problem there, and uh, <laughs> and he's uh, down the road. He's out of there. <laughs> it can happen. Ken Hans is here. Well, we're honored to have you here, Ken. Now, your grandson Andrew was supposed to have TBT players here at ten forty-five. Yeah, I think they're back home. Uh, is Andrew you know, not coming in today? I don't. I don't know. I, he probably is. Oh, but he is. Uh, they uh, they got whipped last night. It mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, I, I looked up and it was twenty four to three before I sat down, and uh, <laughs> I thought this is not going to end well. But they almost came back. Uh, yeah, they, they had a chance there in the third quarter, and, and uh, but it, it was a it was a good game. But I, I, you know, the the other team, the New Mexico group, they shot eighty one percent in the first quarter. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I mean, it really was. So you know, and they, it just you get somebody that's on a hot streak like that, it's uh, it's hard to. Yeah, you got to punch them in the belly yeah. or something when they go. You got to do something. You do, it is filling it up. Turn like. up the defense just a hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we couldn't get to him. And one guy was shooting out there half court. Yeah, and draining uh, it. He, he was, you know, five feet. Beyond the NBA line. Uh, it's unbelievable. And just ripping it. Yeah. What was his name? Bram Holtz or Bram something? Yeah. He was good. Now, were you in town just for that? Or did yeah, you have I other business? Here I, had, I had some other business. And, and uh, we were up some, some people in this area on government issues. And, and so I, I was here seeing some people. 
sound like you're never going to completely retire. No, 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 no. Do you, do you have a full schedule hey, now? Look, or I'm 80 happening? years old. I was 80 in uh, November. And uh, re- one of the reasons I'm 80, I was listening to Coach Henderson. <coughs> I had a coach, uh, Tommy Joe Harrison, in Demet in the seventh grade. And he got us together and he said, no, all right, boys, two things. Number one, if you smoke, you don't play. Oh. I hear you smoke. Could you be you on the team? Play. You're not. No, you're not on the team. <laughs> you can't drive by the stadium. You can't watch a game. You know, he's tough. And he said, second thing, he said, uh, been a – American Medical Association did a study, and uh, uh, boys that start smoking in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth grade, thirty-eight percent of them, by the time they're forty, will lose the use of their penis, <laughs> and that's what he told us. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I've never smoked. Uh, got got your attention. And, and got, I didn't, uh, I didn't and, know that was the end of the story. That and, was that was kind of critical. And and uh, he uh, well, he made a point. He, he 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 got right to the point, and, and none of us smoked. And uh, he, he uh, that's the reason I'm healthy, wealthy, uh, and wise. But I'm really not wealthy, and I only hope to be wise. But uh, healthy, I mean, it it helps you, and it uh, so. Uh, uh, that Tom, may be the Tommy right. Joe Harrison, Demi. I, you know, I don't know if uh, I should have told that or not, but uh, <laughs> that's that may a good be, story. That may be the craziest story we've ever had told on the show, and yeah. we've had a bunch of them. Uh, you've had a bunch of. Them. <laughs> well, but that's that's what he told us, and it worked. <laughs> well, still, he did he did more to stop smoking than Nancy Reagan did when she said, uh, uh, "Just say no to drugs." Uh, yeah, that didn't. She should have said to, that. To, yeah, she that told them that. It might have helped. <laughs> might have helped. Yeah, at least he got their attention. <laughs> he's just three minutes in, and he's already told the craziest story <laughs> yeah. ever. We, uh, should, we still started. got. We still got time for some yeah. more. Got got time for more stories. That's good. I, I have them on my podcast. I'm going to plug my podcast. I have a podcast, Ken Hans, best storyteller in Texas, and we've interviewed uh, Rick Perry, uh, Rex Tillerson, Ben Carson. Yeah, we interview a lot of people and uh, tell a lot of different stories and uh, tell about some of the. People I've met in politics, some of the unusual people, mm-hmm. uh, tell uh, one story about uh, uh, State Senator Babe Schwartz, who was a good friend of mine, and he uh, he, he was uh, liberal from Galveston, and we never voted the same, but we, we were you know yeah. we were nice to each other. Yeah. And uh, but he t- he he told me when he was a young assistant district attorney in Galveston. He got a letter one day. He's 27 years old, and he got a letter, and he goes to run down to the sheriff's office and said, look at this, sheriff. i got to get a gun. And the sheriff looked at the letter, and the letter said, dear Mr. Schwartz, I'm going to kill you. And that's all it said, and it wasn't signed. And you was kind of quick and to the point. I mean, you yeah. understood what the guy's talking about. Yeah. And uh, uh, the sheriff told him, said, that, that guy's just trying to scare you. He said, well, he's doing a good job. <laughs> you know. And he said, I got, I got to get a gun. And so Sheriff tried to talk him out of getting a gun, and he uh, finally just gave up and said, go over to that pawn shop across from the courthouse, get a thirty-eight revolver. And, you know, the thing, if you've been around somebody that doesn't know much about guns, and they're going to get a gun, tell them to get a revolver because you point and pull. It won't jam on you or anything. And and uh, automatic, if you're not familiar with guns, too complicated. Anyway, the Sheriff told him, said, get that gun. When you get it, take it down to Billy's welding shop and have him file off the gun sight. And he said, the gun sight? 
He said, yeah, it looks like a little BB. It's at the end of the barrel, and it's how you aim. And he said, well, why would I have him file that off? He said, that way when no boy takes that gun away from you and sticks it up your rear, it won't hurt so bad. <laughs> and and uh, so uh, uh, he he used a couple of different words yeah. than I just did. Well, thank you. And, and, uh, uh, so he, uh, you know, he it, it was that uh, didn't happen kid come on now uh, uh, no Forts, he tells that story and <laughs> and, uh, and the sheriff always backed him up on it and uh, he, he he didn't wind up getting a gun that's so funny <laughs> so you know when you were telling the story about the Demick coach what was his name again tommy joe harris yeah tommy joe harris i was i was trying to i was working myself to the end of the put the end of what was going to happen and I didn't think of what you said. No, I hit you early. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know you know, you, you weren't prepared to laugh, uh, but you did. <laughs> I know but, it. But uh, lots of story. I I, I, I bump into people sometimes <sighs> that uh, tell stories or joke <laughs> sitting by them on an airplane, and, and it doesn't get over. You know, we leave Washington, we land DFW, and they're still on the same story. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've had people same I've dealt story. with that it, you, you can uh, – uh, it's just like you ask them what time it is, and they'll tell you how the watch was built. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, that always drives me crazy. Dr. Kenneth Davis, one of my favorite professors, he's deceased now, he always said, he was an English professor, said that in, in communication, oral or written, it's not important that people understand you. It's got to be so clear and concise they cannot misunderstand you. Oh. I've had employees, and I still do it today, that I'll tell them something, and I'll look at them and say, tell me what I told you. I want to make sure that yeah. that we're on the same page. Wars have been started. The Gulf of Tonkin incident started the Vietnam War, and uh, they, they had a failure to communicate. And, oh. wrong, you know, and so I mean, you want to make sure that people understand you. You know, that's a good thing you just said for coaches. Because it would drive me crazy when I was coaching, and we're, we're doing a line drill. And so the kid does it wrong, so I get down there and explain, this is how you do it. And then the next kid in line does it wrong, just like the kid in front. I just explained it to him. And you, you ought to ask him, now tell me what I just told you. Yeah, tell me what, what did I tell you. And, and, and they tell you, and, and sometimes they'll be right. Yeah. You're saying, well, good gracious, you were listening. Lord of mercy. Listen with your eyes. We used to tell them that. Listen, they were looking at you, but I don't think they were really listening. Yeah, you can hear me, but you're not listening. Bob Knight, that was one of his favorites. They can hear me, but they weren't listening. All right, your podcast. Tell me. Podcast. You can go to Google or Spotify and and type in Ken Hance, best storyteller in Texas. And uh, uh, we come on uh, Monday morning, and you can go back. We've been doing them for two years. Uh, in March of this year, we had 39,000 hits. That's uh, great. And uh, we had, uh, you know, you can get it broken down by city. My number one city, March, was Houston. Dallas was second. Austin, third. Lubbock, fourth. Oh, wow. And uh, we had, uh, and it has it broken down by countries. And there was one, uh, we had nine in the Islamic Republic of Iran that listened <laughs> That's true, and and my wife thinks that they are in prison over there, and, and part of the punishment they have to listen to my podcast. Make them listen. Make them listen. How do how do they listen? It it's in English, right? Yeah. So they they, they got I, we have like in Indonesia and Algeria, and 
you'll you'll have some Texans that are working in the oil fields. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And so they, they listen. Yeah, and they they listen. And uh, we had some from Belgium. I don't know, you know, how some of them were working a chocolate factory or something in Belgium, <laughs> or working on a waffle machine or something. But uh, you have some in Mexico. That's, and, that's what they do in Belgium. And, uh, Brazil. So I, I've I've got some spread out, not not a huge number, but pretty good number. Uh, out of thirty nine thousand, you're going to have a certain number that be foreign. Yeah. And that uh, so we that's amazing. We, Tell people uh, you'll enjoy it, and uh, you'll uh, you'll hear some good people. And like I had Dr. Ben Carson, and I didn't get into politics with him, and I didn't do that with Rip Perry. I talk about their background, how they got where they are, yeah, and and things like that. And so, uh, what year did you get out of Demet? Demet High School, nineteen sixty-one, class of sixty-one. You know, one of the girls went on to medical school and taught at UCLA. And uh, we had Kay Cotter, and she was chief operation officer for uh, the Roger Staubach Company. Yeah. Mary Curl was a vice president at Tech and at Oklahoma State. Junior Coffee played in the first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Junior Coffee, Super was Bowl champions, number one. Awesome athlete. Yeah, just I did the eulogy at his funeral two years ago uh, in June. It was two years ago last June in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, they had eleven. First team All Americans that were there at the funeral that through the years had played and knew him. And when he died, he was the number one thoroughbred trainer in the state of Washington. So he he was a lot of people. You know, in Texas, everybody thought him as, as a football player, but he was also a horse trainer. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And, yeah, and he trained in Southern Cal uh, uh, during the winter and and uh, in uh, Long Acres in Seattle. Uh, in the summer, and uh, was a great uh, horseman, and that uh, he grew up FFA, and he loved horses and animals, mm-hmm. and, and uh, somebody stole one of my pigs, one of his pigs, one time, and and I think they barbecued. We never did find them, and uh, it, uh, it 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 upset us both. You, you raised pigs. I raised pigs. Pigs were cheaper. I couldn't afford a calf, and he couldn't either. <laughs> And so we had pigs. I had a Berkshire hog. Somebody asked me one, what's a Berkshire hog? Berkshire hog looked like he's going full speed and hit a building. You know, he's got that nose turned up. <laughs> and that uh, he's got uh, yeah. an unusual nose. I, I had one at the uh, uh, Houston Stock Show. Uh-huh. And uh, a kid had a, a, a shock, you know, uh, uh, that, that you can punch cattle with. You know, a little electricity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, he hit my pig, you know, with that prod, and and I spent the rest of the time trying to find and catch my pig. <laughs> he, he was all he was off and running. No moss. And uh, uh, Mr. Seal, J. O. Seal, the ag teacher, is one of my favorite teachers. He, uh, Mr. Seal, said, uh, "I think if you had ever found him, he, he was the grand champion. He'd have won it all." Yeah, and then Mr. Seal took us down to the Galveston. We'd never seen. Uh, we we seen Buffalo Lake, but uh, we'd never seen any water like that. And we camped out on the beach. And during the uh, during the night, somebody came running in the tent and said, "Mr. Seal, the creek's up. The creek's up." And you know, we didn't know the tide comes in. And, you know, so we were sitting down there. With, any good big country? Yeah, you know, we had to shake the hayseed out of our hair, and uh, we, we were off and running. All right, you mentioned a 
couple of handfuls of Dimmit people in your class yeah. that excel to extreme levels. They did well. What do you attribute that to? You know, I don't know. We were kind of a competitive class, and every, everyone got along well. And, and uh, we had a, a Stanton Calvert was vice chancellor at A&M when I was chancellor here. And uh, we, we had some friend of mine, Jimmy Barber. He got his master's at Purdue and has uh, been in the seed business. And that uh, we had one guy that pulled five in San Quentin, though. And, you know, just to let everybody know that we were, we did balance out. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we had some people that are highly successful. And that uh, uh, it was a good and close class. We had, uh, had a little reunion last year uh, for him, And that uh, we tried to get together. But Junior Coffee was was a great guy and one of the dearest friends I've ever had. And uh, he uh, uh, he did well. He had to have a replacement. He played in the NFL for 11 years as running back and played for the Falcons uh, for seven or eight of those, and they didn't have a very good offensive line. And he had had knee replacement, hip replacement. Well, you know, you mentioned Junior Coffee. I lived in Denver City at the time. Yeah. Uh, the, the Gravit brothers, Burton, Bill, Gravit. Burton, Bill. We played them. Yeah. And they won state. They senior. won state. Beat they Belleville. won state. And, and, did uh, they beat Dimmitt that year? They did. We played them in non-conference. And they beat us, I think it was like 28 to 14 or something like that. It was one or two touchdowns. That may have been the closest game they had. It, oh, it to the state championship. And, it, and with, uh, with Coffee, you know, we played uh, – we played a playoff game against Olton, and they had a had a deal that one of the guys at the pool hall the next day after we got beat said, "I think uh, Junior is loafing." We got to go to a break. I want you to finish that when we come back. I will. Ken Hans is here. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, AC Trash Toilet Company, that's Howard Thrash and Jeremy. They're down there at 2010 Broadway. They're opening up, by the way, out in Kingsgate in uh, September. One of my coworkers toured it. He, he toured it on his own. He just went by there and the workers were going in, so he went in there. It's going to be phenomenal. Really? It's, oh, it's going to be really? cutting edge. It's going to be Cutting edge men's store. Well, it's an absolutely wonderful place. They have the best names. You know, Peter Millar, that's pretty much all Gary and I buy anymore because we love their golf shorts and shirts. And it's almost like playing without a shirt, you know, back in the Meadowbrook days where we used to take (laughs) our shirts off and play golf. It's almost like that. It's, but it looks really cool. They go see them. They got all the way from swimwear all the way and underwear all the way to tuxedos. They can do everything. And I, you know, I kind of quizzed him the other day about suits because they had a lot of nice suits. Like, you know, we kind of went out through that phase. Nobody's wearing suits anymore. He said, We're selling a ton of suits. Which, I was surprised at that too. Really? I didn't, yeah, that surprised me. But anyway, even at, even at church nowadays, I'm nobody say 90% suits. of the congregations. You probably wear a suit. No, I do, do not. not. Oh, wow. I'd usually wear a long sleeve shirt, but sometimes I... Your son wears one. Now, Tanner wears a suit. Yeah. yeah. Coat. He's got that Sam Law deal. Sam yeah. really wears suits all the time. I don't. I don't I like it. I the rest of my life and didn't put a suit on, except for at, the one they're going to bury me in. I, I look at my suits yeah. and I and I uh, look at them and I clean that, that white <laughs> dust off of it. <laughs> it gets in the closet. <laughs> 
Anyway, all right, we were going to talk to Ethan. Ethan, I know it was a hard decision for you. He's one of the guys, Ethan Duncan, who when he was at Texas Tech, they'd have the game. And, of course, he didn't get to play, but he was there. And after the game, you'd come out and shoot. Every game, you'd come out and shoot. In fact, we had some friends in Oklahoma. We played Oklahoma. They're Oklahoma people, but they're Mary Kay people. And so they came in, and Ethan, they go down, the kids go down on the court, and Ethan lets them shoot with him. And uh, you, but every game you did that. You're kind of really serious about it, aren't you? Yes, sir. I try to try to get at least probably 500 shots up a day. But after the, after those games, I was always kind of motivated after watching you know our guys play, and it was at home. Yeah. So that year we never lost. And you're oh, rehabbing yeah. from your shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, he had that labrum deal. I did. So yeah. near the end of the season, I was able to kind of do more with with my shot. But you know, after every every game, I like to get out there and maybe grab grab a rebounder or two and. And stay out there for a few hours and a few hours, kind of <laughs> a few hours, <laughs> and just shoot a couple and of days. Be in the gym alone, so that was that was a good. It's little... kind of nice to have the United Supermarket Arena as your personal place to it shoot. It is. It's a, it's a luxury for sure. And now the Womble, uh, I'm amazed that we have the Womble. I, I I can't even picture that that would have ever happened. I couldn't have dreamed it. It Very was nice. pretty nice. What, besides the rip for basketball out there at Love Christian, what do y'all have? The hanger's gone. Is the hanger gone? Well, it's well, a rec center now. And it's been redone. Yeah, it's been oh, yeah. updated. It's really yeah. nice. Four full courts, a fitness center, racquetball, um, futsal, which is kind of a small-sided soccer deal, a, a climbing wall. It's really nice. Is it still called the hanger? Well, yeah, you can call it. It's a hanger. It's a it's an airplane hanger for sure, but it's, it's, been, the, it's been dressed up. Yeah, I almost say it's the neatest hanger in the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice, and it's perfect for – for students to go in there, intramurals for camps. Yeah. You remember that smell it had, Gary, when we'd go out there and play ball and go to camps? You know, they had one of the biggest baseball camps ever. Yeah. Uh, Coach Magel, Coach Dudley, Coach Segrist, Segrist, and Segrist, they were all out there. It had yeah. a huge camp. We, we had bad men out there. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But our uh, track and soccer complex really nice. Our softball field's nice. Baseball, obviously, Plains is capital. Nice. Softball field. Yeah, really nice. capital. Yeah. yeah. All right. Men and women programs get along. Do they share? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, everybody's. Everybody gets along love a Christian, don't Yeah, they? we really do, to be it's, honest. It's a special place. Yeah. Steve Gomez okay? Is yeah, he all pretty getting, easy to work all with. proud of himself now he keeps winning nah, national championships? He, he uh, is pr- he's the most humble guy. He it's is. unbelievable. He doesn't even believe it either, does yeah, he? Yeah, he's, but he's a competitor. But, oh, you he's know, a great the, coach. When, yeah, when the lights are on, he's wanting to win. But Which one of them sings? Is it you or Gomez? It's not me. It's okay. Gomez. Gomez. Okay. <laughs> he's a singer. I'll sing. <laughs> I don't know if you want it's that. It's not by myself in front of anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. uh it's, it's just so cool what's going on at Lubbock Christian University. I'm telling you. We're proud of you. Of course, you're being honored for your days at Coronado, and uh, I can remember I was coaching at Coronado right before you came, and then they hired uh, Phil Hilliard, who I guess you played for, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy Joe Robinson, and then the Jimmy Joe. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Jimmy Joe slipping in there. Yeah, but uh, it was uh, it, Todd came over. It, we'd have the gym open in the summer, Gary, and he came over to play. He was the scrawniest little dude, and. I'm out there playing with him and everything, and I'm thinking this little guy—he's ninth grader or whatever you were. It was didn't take me long to figure out he was slippery. Long. I couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> he was, and I could play then. And he was, he was so quick and and uh, such a good shooter. And were you always that way? Was your, was your dad? Your dad was always involved. 
Yeah, he Ray was, Ray Duncan was he was a gem. I'm telling you, the yeah, best. Thanks. Yeah, we agree. Um, we lost him in April, but uh, he was always there for Ethan Ashton, our our whole family, yeah. other grandkids. But uh, he would rebound for me every night in my driveway. And uh, when I was, I think, in fifth or sixth grade, we moved over by LCU, so I've always ended up at the field house. Yeah. And I just never minded being in there and just shooting all day, kind of like E after games. Just uh, I loved it. Then mm-hmm. I'd get to know some players. They'd throw me in a game or two. And back in those days, you know, they're playing pickup. You don't want to mess it up. And, yeah. you know, you could, you're going to sit out and maybe not get to play for a while. Winter stay on. Yeah, winter stay. So uh, just being around great people. Great coaches, as you mentioned, people even in the junior high years that uh, they were tough. But I look back and like yeah. that's that really was molding me and giving me. It never discouraged me, even when maybe I was struggling early when I was in junior high or even early in high school. And really just had uh, an opportunity to play for great, great coaches. One of them really just Jimmy Joe Robinson just mm-hmm. basically said, I'll do whatever it takes to help you play in college. That's your goal. You've worked hard at it. And, uh, man. He, he was true to his word. And yeah, who coached you at Midland College? Uh, Jerry Stone, another great coach. Yeah. yeah, outstanding. Of course, we had great teammates. We didn't know Mookie played 15 years in the NBA. You know, Ricky Grace was at Oklahoma, Lincoln Minor, Kansas. So my junior year, I'm at Tech, and uh, three team, three or four teammates in the national championship game, Kansas and Oklahoma. So our Midland team was ever bit as good as our Texas Tech teams. We were good. <laughs> Isn't that something? So, uh, <laughs> at junior yeah, college. And that really, from high school being, you know, a, a decent player or what have you, but um, just going there every day, just competing yeah. against those guys. You who'd you play with? Get better. Who, uh, Sean Gay, oh, Jerry Mason. Yeah. Steve Miles was a really good player. J.D. Sanders. Um, we had we had really good players. Will Flemings had come in our freshman year. Um, didn't get to play because of the a couple of rules, but. Um, we had a tough schedule, and we, we didn't do near as well as we wanted to record-wise, but we were playing UC. Like, our our preseason was mm-hmm. – there was no gimmies. Like, a lot of times, Division One coaches in the Big 12 so tough, they, they need to get off to a good start and get some wins. Yeah. So, we well, were – Well, they'll have eight, eight gimmies. Yeah. I mean – They're buying those games. And we were – you know, we were going on the road to UCLA, which those are great experiences, on the road at Purdue. Um Wyoming, who was number one in the country back in those days, so it was good competition. Yeah, and uh, and great experience. The three point line came in between my sophomore or freshman and sophomore year in college. So, oh, bingo! A lot, yeah, a lot of times we would there was no uh, reference point for a long shot, and yeah. then you that line gets out there now. It's like that's a long shot. Well, we were shooting that before that line was there, <laughs> no and now you know like scoot up, but. Uh, I've seen it like with Ethan and Ashton and obviously a ton of players um, have really benefited, stretched the game and, and turned it into where you can have a skill set that will, you know, um, give your career some longevity and yeah. every team needs a shooter or two. Definitely. Tech's so, proven that. We've, we've yeah. struggled a little bit. Oh, we've gone years without a shooter. I'm oh. not saying recently, but we've, we've gone – Four or five, six years without a pure shooter. When well, you think about shooters like at Texas a Todd, Tech, a Bubba, Bonowitz, yeah, you uh, think you can name them pretty quick. Yeah. The guys that could shoot the Just basketball, Moretti, Moretti, Moretti. There you go. Yeah, he was a good shooter, and but boy, they're so few and far between. And some of these schools seem like they have. I just I watch these other teams. I go, how do they get all these shooters? And we can't 
find one. And we had Ethan, and he's you're going to be an amazing. You're already amazing. Well, you're going to be state champion. And let me tell you what, you come in hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hard. Tough. Well, you had the COVID, you had the portal come in, and that I mean we needed it. Else, you need guys with experience. The beauty now yeah. for him is he has the experience, even though it wasn't in, on the court, but through practices and prep and weight room. But he's got some years to, to still yeah. play. So that, How many years do you have? Do you have four? I have four years just wow. on the court. So the so medical you get like, like Dr. Duncan. <laughs> yeah, right. you'll be like 35 when you get exactly. through playing. That'll be great. We can play on our city league team once you get through. <laughs> I saw a guy that uh, – is about to start his eighth year of college basketball. <laughs> no way. Going to going to Cal, I think Berkeley. Somehow with an injury, a red shirt, a COVID year. Well, you would have done that. If you oh, I would have. I still well, be playing I play forever. You know? I, know. I, I told somebody and I said, make them. They have to make you quit. Do yeah. not quit till they no, make no. you. Yeah. yeah. They say we don't want you anymore. Yeah, and that happens for everybody. It does. But, yeah, we think we play city league. Yeah, you, you can get still you play can, that. You can't get up in the morning out of bed. You have to quit that too. But uh, I can't wait to see you your career, and and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And I know your mama's happy about it. Holly's got to be just thrilled that you're. Oh, she is staying here. Yes, sir. She is. Yeah, make mama happy. Yeah, that's the key. And, happy life. You know, she heads up Park Ridge, and it's there's another amazing story of what's happened with Park Ridge and your family and uh that is a true god thing that has happened with park region saving these babies and saving young mothers that uh yeah just helping people that are in a crisis and yeah loving on them and caring about them and it's been a you know lubbock's been great to our family and a lot of times you know you people especially like in sports you're just bouncing around coaching all these different places yeah. to get where you want and and i just feel so fortunate that i've been able to stay here and like I said, be at Trinity and, and now at LCU and feel like I've, you know, oh, been yeah. able to stay in our house and watch our kids, you know, get to play is, is really something that's really can't fun. take that for granted. No, you can't. And it's a, a real blessing. And you guys have been a blessing to people that you've been around. Y'all have really had a tremendous impact. And Thank we appreciate you. it. We got about a minute and a half left. Anything special you anybody you want to say hi to? Like mom? Uh, <laughs> it's always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned her just now. Right. And your mom. And your yeah, mom. well, my mom and Ethan's, uh, you know, mom, Holly, and uh, just our family. Thanks for that opportunity. And uh, the honor of going into the, the LISD Hall of Honor is, is cool. It just, uh, it really makes you reflect on all the people that helped you get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I've never, and I know Ethan feels this way, just so many relationships like you guys where we've just known each other so many years, and it's cool that that thread is still common in our life and yep. uh we've still gotten to do what we love and uh make a career out of it so that's that's been neat for me and now getting to coach ethan i don't know of a of anyone who works harder than him and is more dedicated and committed and i i never i don't say that unless it's true because yep. i know i was that way and uh a lot of people think well they they work on their game but there's a difference to like it uh love it or live it yeah, and uh, exactly. you know, yeah, he's there. Well, that'll help you as a coach for having yeah. a kid like this. Those other kids are going. Yeah, like, I better yeah. work a little harder. Yeah. We've got a bunch do. of guys yeah, like that, do. which is they good. Do. Yeah, we well, do. And he needs to be really good, and he is. That yeah, that helps. If he's not very good, you're going. Holly's going. Put him in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it could create some problems. So. No, 
Uh, we don't have to worry about that. You guys have been super. Thank you all for being here today. I'm sorry you didn't uh, t- play at Texas Tech, but I'm glad you're going to where you are. Me too. Wish you the yes, best. Sir. Thank all you, right. guys. Todd Duncan, you Ethan Banquet. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.